Hello, and thank you once again for joining us. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast. I am your host and the author of the pieces you're about to hear today, The Grey Knight. You can call me Grey, but you probably shouldn't. How y'all doing? I am attempting to catch up on some media during my downtime as I spend this summer uh, of loathe, as I'm calling it, summer of loathe. Very, very proud of myself for that one, even though nobody else seems to be. Um, and I, I'm trying to focus pretty, pretty dang hard on, uh, just, just knocking stuff out and then relaxing, uh, just isolating from reality as much as possible without intoxicating myself out of it, uh, trying, trying to do all the good self-care stuff and then not trying to do all the bad ones, uh, that have worked for me so far in today. So I've been getting pretty into dumb TV shows. Or TV shows I would normally never, ever continue with. Because I know, or even start with, honestly, in a lot of cases. But it's like, I got the extra time. I need to relax at the end of the day. I can't just keep opening beers. So, uh... (laughs) I watched the dumbest fucking show, and I knew it was going to be from the title. And then the premise was even worse. And I was like, well, I'll see how far I can make it in. And I got a feeling that I hadn't gotten when I heard about a TV show since I heard about one called Under the Dome, which was a TV show about living under a dome. <laughs> and I just, as soon as I heard that existed, I was like, well, that's going to be terrible. And the name of the TV show is called From. N- you're going you're gonna to think, well, what's the rest of it, Jack? Mm-mm. That's it. The entire title of the TV show is From, F-R-O-M. And it's got a personal favorite actor on it. I can't say his name. Uh, <laughs> I should have looked it up beforehand. But he's in a couple of favorites of mine. He's the narrator in Oz. Uh, he's on Lost. Uh, and then he's in a movie that I just love called The Edge. So this dude's in a lot of this dude's in a lot of fucking movies and shit that have really short titles. And I've always wondered if that's how he sneaks in. <laughs> like, like the longer the title of the thing, the more he's like, oh, fuck it. Right? Like, you even hand him a script for something like The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari's Curiosities or something. He just, he doesn't even get all the way through. He just throws it aside and glares at you. Come on, man. Why couldn't you get me an audition for It? there were no black people in it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, so he's the, he's the quote-unquote star. He's at least who they put on the cover of this piece of shit. And I was like, well, between Lost and this, at least I'll have some fun. Because to this day, I still can't hear the name Walt. Not Walter. Walter's fine. I got through Breaking Bad okay. But anytime somebody says Walt, I still laugh because that's what this actor... That was essentially the only line he had on the second season of Lost, which is 24, se- 24 episodes long? It's 24 episodes long or so. And basically the only line that he had for the whole second season is just going, Walt! Walt! Seriously. And it's like, to this day, I, if I hear somebody yell the name Walt, I fucking start cracking up. <laughs> and I liked Lost. So, <laughs> I figure if nothing else, this guy will be alone in the woods at one point, and I can just entertain myself by saying lines from Lost. Uh, I did it with Game of Thrones and Elden Ring. Anytime that game got a little too hard, I just started dissing on George R.R. R. Martin, and it immediately made everything better. So, just straight dragging him on Game of Thrones promises left unkempt. <laughs> unkempt, not unkempt. <laughs> I promise I know what words mean when I'm dragging authors. Usually. Uh. (laughs) So the premise of From. And why I was like, well, I'm going to watch this piece of shit. The premise is, get this. Everyone's in a magical town that they can't escape. And they're all from some other place. (laughs) 
So the way that you get into town, and they go through this in excruciating detail. They don't, they don't leave any of this to chance for the audience that we're supposed to be like, well, how'd you get there? <laughs> Not only do we see a family do it in real time in the pilot, but they then confirm, oh, yeah, 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 we all do it this way. <laughs> so here's how you get to the town of From. You're driving, usually in the U.S., doesn't have to be the contiguous U.S. It, it can be Hawaii. It can be from Alaska. It's usually the U.S. You're driving along, and then all of a sudden you realize you're in a forest. <laughs> and then when you look around in the forest, a tree will have fallen over. And so you get out to look at the tree, obviously, because it's blocking your path. When you get out to block the tree, you'll see birds flying overhead in a circle, so you get back in the car. <laughs> a whole writer's room went along with this. It's amazing. And then when you, when you start driving again around the tree this time that everybody stopped in front of, but everybody can also drive around, apparently, eventually you, you wind up in this town. And the town has no name because, of course, and you just keep driving because you don't know it. But then you end up in the forest again, and then you see the tree again, and then you see the birds again, and then you see the town again. And if you go the other way, it happens the exact same way. So frontwards, backwards, that's how it goes. There's a tree, there's birds flying around in a circle, you're in a forest, and you're back in the town. That's it. The end. And now everybody's stuck here. And now you're all from this, this town, or you're all from some other place and stuck in the town with no name. One of the most annoying fucking things in the world, because at least with Lost, you could say, the island. So, you can say the town, but it doesn't all take place in the town. You're just all fucking stuck in the town. Okay, so that's dumb enough, right? Right? Nuh-uh. I was all like, that could actually be kind of interesting, and there's a way to make it work. But I knew. I knew that they weren't. The second part of it is, there's actual monsters that they actually show you really actually early on. There's actual monsters that come and attack you at night, and only at night. And they look like people, but they walk like zombies, but they're fully cognizant, and they can't wait to literally eat you and rip you apart. Do they explain any of this? Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Not only do they not explain any of this, but as the show moves out of the pilot, establishing, no, this is all real, monsters... Everybody's stuck here. Everybody's seeing the tree, the birds. That's all real. <laughs> they move further and further into the goddamn madness. There's magical talismans you can hang over your door to stop the monsters from coming in. They find them in a magic tree on accident. There's... At one point, they're really concerned about electricity. Because where is it coming from? There's no power plant in this town. So where's it coming from? So they start digging, like literally digging beneath the floorboards of their houses and shit, which I'm, I'm grateful for because, like, it's better than just going, oh, yeah, huh, I guess they all have electricity for some reason. They start digging beneath the floorboards and shit to see where the power lines go and all that, right? They start digging into the earth, and then they find out the power's not connected to anything. It's connected to, like, roots and shit, and then the roots just evaporate. So the power is just literally magical in the TV show, and they go out of their way to say it over and over again. <laughs> so they're not trying to explain any of it. And as it gets further and further in, things get crazier and crazier in a way that's only more upsetting. And I'm so glad that I started taking the ride, and I'm absolutely thrilled to announce... I thought for sure there's no way it was going to happen, but season two has been confirmed. And if everything I told you wasn't like, well, maybe I should give this piece of shit a shot enough, because like normally I wouldn't recommend you watch something that I hate. But if you want to watch something that's terrible and just gets worse and will give you all the confidence you apparently need to keep writing and making stuff, uh, honestly, here's, here's my sales pitch. After talking about the monsters and the talismans and the magic electricity and the magic teleportation, you can't leave once you're magically teleported. And at one point they reveal all the monsters know everybody's name. <laughs> and they're all like, 
talking about the people who are alive and how they can't wait to come and like get them at night and like all of that. Eventually, the, our main man, the guy that I watched it for, Harold, whatever his name is, uh, he's all like, hey, do you think maybe we should explore around town on foot? We've always tried to drive around out of here. That doesn't work. You want to you wanna try just walking? Anybody? Anybody fill town with monsters? And everyone's like, no. No, we just lost 20 people to a monster attack, but nah. It's like, okay, I guess I'll go alone in the woods with this one girl character who is very weird and has been all season. And it's like, even if there weren't monsters or anything, you deserve to fucking die, dude. But, you know, never mind, just keep going. So we spend the whole finale, the whole finale, pretty much, in the woods with our main man and this gal, who's basically his his prisoner. <laughs> I would explain why, but I mean, I'm really just trying to fucking give you the main points here. And I don't think I can spoil anything that happened in the finale. Because I that would require both something to have fucking happened and for me to be able to have understood it. And I swear to you, after watching ten hours of this show, I'm absolutely not sure something happened. Like, I keep talking about how great secession is to people and go, well, what happens? And I'm like, well, so far, nothing. Oh, is it a brand new show? Well, no, it's been out for three seasons. But, like, you know, don't worry, it's getting to it. Right? Like, it's not <laughs> it's not what you watch secession for. This show, you want some answers to your mysteries or some development. So this guy's out in the fucking woods where there's monsters and magical talismans and shit. <laughs> With his prisoner. He randomly comes across a magical spider web where there's now evil spider monster people we've, we've never seen before. But there's now evil spider monster people who can make you think things. The OG monsters can't do that. He's like, ah, spider people. So we get out of there. And after thinking, well, they, they've spent this whole season talking about how they're trapped there. This is finally the attempt to get out. We're going to find something. And they keep finding, after they engage the spider people, this light, this light and the sound at night. And I'm like, well, whatever it is, it's not going to be revealed by the end of this episode. But friends, it was. And I want to say it again. We're in the middle of a magic forest around a magic town that you'd get teleported to and then you can't teleport out of. Can't get out of no matter what. <laughs> and apparently, the further you get from the center the weirder shit gets. So after engaging with the spider people being lost in this forest, <laughs> they're drawn to this light at night and this sound. And I'm like, they're just not going to show us what it is. They're not going to show us what it is. I've seen Lost. I've seen Game of Thrones. I'm not falling for it. <laughs> but then they do. And they see it. And it's them staring at it. And I'm like, okay, it's them staring at it. They're not going to show us. It's going to be one of those things where like, whoa, this changes everything. And then we don't find out what it is. But then it slowly pans out and it shows us the wide shot and it shows us what they're looking at. <laughs> and it shows us what they're looking at. And in the middle of this magic forest, the thing that's been making all this light and noise, apparently, is a giant fucking lighthouse. Just in the middle of this fucking forest, just with the light spinning around and everything. <laughs> but I want to stress again, they've gone out of their way to say that everything that was here, not all the people that have come here at least, and all the vehicles and all those supplies, all the Bibles, all that... It all, it all came to town via road trip, via somebody driving. So I just can't stop fucking picturing, like, Willem Dafoe or Robbie Patz from The Lighthouse just grabbing that bad boy by the wheel and then looking around being all like, Hey, boss, do you, do you remember us driving through a forest yesterday? <laughs> if they take... I'm going to watch every every minute of season two. I don't care how bad it gets. If they even take a swing, the writer's room, if they even take the slightest intellectually honest attempt to, 
<laughs> to explain to me why there's a fucking lighthouse in that magic fucking forest filled with spider people. I will be over the moon happy. I don't care how stupid it is. I just want them to try and say it. This is like catching a six-year-old in a lie. Right? It's not hard to do. And if you don't care about the stakes, it's amazing. Because you can just keep asking and prompting questions. Really? Really? You're at the bottom of the ocean? Oh, your friend was there too? You could just keep going with it for fucking ever. They're not... They don't know how to lie yet. They haven't figured it out. <laughs> so... Watching stuff like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love recommending good stuff to you. I really do. You want to you wanna hate The Rich and you haven't seen it yet? Secession, I recommend it to pretty much everybody. It's just people being rude to each other, and you'll like it, and you'll think it's funny, or you won't, but that's the show. Uh, however much I want to suggest really cool and really fun stuff to you uh, all the time, it's just nice to occasionally have something that stupid, that dumb, to talk about and it is kind of a writer mood boost right like <laughs> it really it really is a lesson for jack and his perfectionism and all that where he's like dude just let go no one gives a shit but you just get it out do it well as best you can ah all right that is the intro <laughs> I normally would do a normal transition, but we have to do a little bit of a special transition this week. Uh, thank you to Cheyenne for commissioning a special piece. She wanted to send this out to all of you, and she wanted to send it out kind of on the double, which is not what she normally does. She usually says, take as much time as you want and or need. But uh, this particular piece... Um, not only did it resonate with me when she asked me about it, and uh, we did some follow-up, but I thought getting it out ASAP would be a pretty good thing to do. So I recorded it this week, since, uh, since Friday. Uh, it's Monday night now. Um, and I, I, I took the weekend, I drank, I processed uh, everything that was going on, but I did want to go ahead and put this piece up. So, so without any further ado... Uh, here is a soft encouragement piece from Cheyenne, about 10 minutes long, and I hope you enjoy. Oh, baby girl, I'm just checking in. Are you sure you're okay? Are you sure? You know it's okay not to be okay. No, no, I, I believe you. You know you, and you're the guardian of your feelings. So, if you say you're okay, you're okay. You're not okay? That's okay. Come here. Mm -mm. Come here. Let me drape my arms around your shoulders. Let me wrap them around your shoulder blades and squeeze you close. Not that this is going to make you feel any better. I don't think that it is. But I want you to see that you are seen. I want you to feel that you are felt. There's only one way I know how to do this. So I'm going to try. I'm going to try and tell you what you're thinking and feeling. I know. Very scary from a man's perspective. But I'm pretty sure you're feeling upset. I'm pretty sure you're feeling angry. And I'm pretty sure you're feeling scared. And quite frankly, I'm pretty sure you can't stop thinking about those poor women and girls. Well, I think you're right. And I'm having trouble turning it off, too. Some trouble, at least. So I think it's natural. And I think everything you're feeling is very, very appropriate. The craziest thoughts you're having right now, as long as they are not in any way thoughts of self-harm or actual harm visited upon others, this is the time to think them. You are allowed. We too frequently tell women to mind the way they present their feelings. We try and put them 
into small little boxes. And right now, if you really are angry and upset, I just want to encourage you to not look at that box as a prison. I want you to look at it as something other than confinement that you were put into or worse yet, raised yourself into like that dumb elephant and rope metaphor. You know the one. You tie a rope around a baby elephant's foot, and that way it's tethered to the ground, and the baby elephant will learn that it's never getting away. So later on in life, when it's a much stronger being, you just tie the rope around the ankle. But the elephant, it's used to not escaping. This is a wonderful analogy for feeling ensnared, it is a bad analogy for talking about your feelings in a complex and dynamic situation, especially when you're not being heard. If you're not heard, can you be respected? I know that you don't think that you can, and that's okay. That's good. That's right. It is other people who will try and make you feel like your feelings and thoughts, and what you want to do with them are invalid mostly because they get in the way of their good time. <laughs> I think you know all of this better than me. I don't think there's any way for a man to really, really empathize or understand with what's going on in a woman's head right now. We can only try our best. But come here. Sit in my lap. Let me get my arms all the way around you. I want to assure you, you're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I wasn't planning on it. And I'm definitely not going to do so now. Now that I feel like you need me. More than ever. Maybe that is wrong, or thick-headed of me, or even just egotistical. But if I can give you some relief or comfort, I want you to promise yourself and promise me as best you can offer a promise going forward right now. I want you to promise that you'll be there for yourself and you'll know at least one man has your back, believes in you and your issues and everything that you need to do to survive this life. To survive this situation. Because it is a nasty one. I know that. I'm not going to try and talk you out of it. The extent of my ability to relate to you largely comes from the end of my own experience and what you tell me. And I wish that were not so. But at the end of the day, it's my experiences that have informed me, and it is your words and thoughts that I rely upon to really understand, or to try to, the pain, the doubt, the anxiety that I am not personally going through, and to not simply wash that away, not simply drive it aside with little words and pleasant phrases like, it's all going to be okay, or everything works out. It is very much okay to not believe those things right now. And that is not just anger or indecency or some kind of impatience talking. It is all right to feel those feelings. It is okay to wonder about a worse future. Because how long have people said in your life that it's going to be a better one? Sometimes things get worse for a while. Though we all wish it were not so. Some things just keep changing and force us to keep changing with them. So know that I'm going to get through this. And I need you to make the same commitment. Not for me and not with me because that's not what's important. The commitment that I want from you is for you. And I'm going to keep it vague with this. 
But that is the contract I want you to make to know that you're going to get through this. And I'm going to invoke something that I typically don't like doing. But if ever there was a time, this is a good one. I'm going to evoke all of the women in your direct ancestry and all of the women around them who suffered and gave up to get you here. They didn't know you or your name. You don't even look like many of them. Not really. Not once you start going back. You don't have the same world. And they suffered for yours. I'm not asking you to suffer for a future generational woman. I'm telling you it's a burden. I see it. You've known it for a very long time. And it's there. And what else is there to do about it but endure, live on, and try and make things better? This is no invocation of a better future. Maybe that happens and maybe it doesn't. But I ask you to dig deep within yourself. Every bad thing that has ever been laid at your feet, you have survived until now. Every bit of anger and indecency that you have been pushed through. Every time the system has pulled itself up and left you in the cold, you made it to the next day. And even when it was doing it to every single woman alive, women kept pushing. I cannot begin to understand the terror the agony, the pain. I can tell you that you are not the first to experience it, and you will not be the last. How sweet or wonderful that would be. But you are strong. You are stronger than you think, and certainly you are stronger than you know. And I really hope you don't have to lean on that. But that is the contract. Forward. I don't know the way. I don't know how. I'm only here to reassure you. What you feel at this moment is valid. It's valid in ways I will never truly understand. But you can push forward. I implore you to do so. You are a sweet, beautiful, wonderful woman. You will have a place that you can find and connect with other women. And you will find in this place, these places, you will find a new kind of network forming between women. And I wish I could say it was for some great reason, but it's actually for an awful one. It's because women have to. Women have to keep going. And so I'm saying you have to as well. You won't have to do it alone. And because that's both a pertinent and topical uh, piece, uh, because it's fairly emotional, um, I just thought I would take this transition a little bit slower. This is this is not a performance. This is just the guy. Um, if you're still listening to this, you're probably a huge fan, and thank you for that very much. And I just want to say, person to person, uh, the one thing that I would say... Uh, that me and, and that piece agree on 100% um, as, as a fictional uh, construct and an actual human being is that I really can't understand what you're going through. And I, I have truly devoted some effort and time in the last some years uh, to try and get there. And I acknowledge on this situation I can't. 
but I just want to say you are being heard. You are being listened to. And I know what's going on right now is super upsetting. And all I ask uh, is that you keep talking about it with other women especially and you keep uh, just keeping that communication open. That's from someone who's fallen into depression holes and gotten freaked out about situations. Maybe you've heard some rumors about something to that effect. It is the number one thing I would recommend doing right now. Just really, really, really try not to get in your own head about it, even even if talking about it with other people aggravates or scares you in different ways. That's just a personal implorement from the author that I didn't really want to put in the piece because I didn't think it was right for the tone. I want to acknowledge. This isn't just just the acknowledgement. It's 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 fuzzy as shit out there. Uh, information age, my ass. <laughs> uh, uh, so there, just because again, pretty heavy, pretty topical. Uh, if you're if you're coming from the future, assuming there still is one, uh, <laughs> look at the date and, and you know do the math. All right. Uh, with that, again, a little extended. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for being a fan. And here is the main piece, which is sexy stuff because it's all being written in advance these days. And that's what the podcast is. Don't worry. Next week, I won't be doing something like this. Again, I'll just be bringing you the fun stuff. Uh, probably. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> it's getting weird. And here's the main piece. So here's the thing about your pussy. It's not. I know, I know. That's really very difficult news to swallow all at once, but you know what else you have to swallow? These two fingers moving right into that pussy. Don't just say, Daddy. Live it. Feel it. You can't just say it just because I'm opening you up and pushing into you that easy, that full, right there, like that. Uh-huh. Mm-mm. We're going right for it today. Give you just a little bit of that corkscrew motion. Do you like that? Do you like that? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yes, you do, don't you? Say it again. Say daddy again. I fucking love it. Come on. This pussy is mine. So if I'm making it feel good, you better give me a whole lot of compliments. A whole lot of compliments. You hear me? You hear me? Oh, I love that praise. I love that praise even more than you love my dick. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. So give it to me. And the best praise you can give is that sweet, sweet, sweet little goddamn moan escaping your mouth as I corkscrew slowly in. There we go. There we go. Oh, that's much better, isn't it? Uh-huh. Oh, sweet, sweet, sweet baby girl. Mmm. Mm. That's right. Buck those hips against me. Come on, make that ass move up and down. You know you love it. Mm-mm. I want you to come. I want you to come. Come on. Mm-mm. Slow and easy and full, but from my fingers... I'll reach up and rub that little clit if I have to, but show me. Come on, move that ass up and down. Mm-mm. Show me. Show me how much you wish that was my dick inside you right this minute. I said show me. Do you need me to get more intense? You really need me to get more intense? Have I not been taking it hard enough on you? I'm literally telling you that this is my pussy. I'm literally telling you that I own you. I have to get more dominant than that? Just shoving into you, telling you that you're a piece of fuck meat? Oh, what kind of monster did I create? This is not the partner I first started fucking. Mm-mm, no, it is not. 
What have you grown into? My fucking God. My fucking Christ. Mm -mm. I love how you've transformed from me. I do, I do, I do, I do. Mm -hmm. You've transformed me too, you know. You think I was always like this? No, you had a pretty big effect on me. All those praise sessions, all those compliments. You grew daddy's head three times too big. There, there, there. Aha, aha, who's a good girl? Who's a good girl? Keep it going right there, right there. Use my fingers. Move your hips. Use my fingers. Come on. Pretend it's my dick. Pretend it's my dick and you're really trying to encourage me to fuck you. I'm holding still and you need it in you. So you start bouncing up and down. You start bouncing up and down. There it is. You start bouncing up and down. Uh-huh. 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 Right there. Right there. Right there. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You're a very good girl, but you'll be a better one when you come. You're a very good girl. Now become a better one. Now be a better one. Now be a better one. Good girl. Good girl. Good girl. Yes, you are a very good girl. Just like that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Bend over. I said bend all the way fucking over. Don't make me push down on your back. You've had a couple of seconds to recover your breathing. I asked you, is this what you goddamn needed, some more dominance? I guess the answer is yes, so let me show you what you've won. Behind curtain number one, I push my left hand down on your tailbone just under where your spine and your goddamn Cossacks meet. And here I go, slapping those buns. Just a couple of quick ones. One, two, three. There we go, there we go. Nice and easy squeeze. Squeeze, squeeze, right there, just like that. Oh. <laughs> mm, I'm trying to stay dominant and impartial, but it's too much fun squeezing your ass cheeks just like this, like a fucking animal, aren't you? You're bent over like a goddamn quadruped, aren't you? And your ass is just holding up. You're probably all self-conscious how it looks. It feels very nice. Grabbing it and rubbing it and giving it little swats. Mm -hmm. Not too heavy of a spank or anything like that. Just trying to make that pussy juice run clear and full and easy. Uh-huh. Good girl. Very good girl. Now we just paint up and down beneath these slick little lips while we keep moving back up to your ass and grabbing them cheeks. Mm-hmm. Mm, kept telling me the best sex was spontaneous. You kept telling me the best domination was very, very light and easy and natural with as little distinctions between the heavy and the light and the good, and the fun, and the hard, and the needy, as possible. And the best way for you to achieve that is to give me that whole good goddamn body, you hear me? Is to give me every single part of it, but especially this pussy. All of it, whenever I ask. All of it, whenever I want it. Give it to me right there. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Give it to me right there. Mm. The control that I want. Give me that whole pussy. Give me the whole goddamn thing. Because that is what I need. It's not just the whole. It's the woman. I need her to open up everything for me. Mm. Otherwise, what's the point? So we're going to keep rubbing these cheeks. We're going to keep rubbing these thighs. We're going to keep digging our fingers in, then swimming up. 
You're going to keep massaging every single part of your flesh while your body trembles. It's not supposed to be held like this. You're just bending over. And I'm waiting. And I'm not telling you what I'm waiting for, but you can tell that I am, can't you? Can't you? Can't you? You fucking answer me when I ask you a question. Don't make me repeat it. Up and down. Nice and easy until it's not. And I dig my fingers into the soft spots of you like your thighs. Just behind your knees. Right between your ribs. And gripping you all over and rubbing your skin, even the parts where it hurts and aches for a second. It makes your pussy throb, doesn't it? Of course it does. You love to be poked and prodded. And then all this attention, all this skin to skin? Mmm, how could you resist? <laughs> you can't. And that's a lot of fun for me, obviously. But it's much more fun. Much more fun. When I can just walk up to you and say, you know, I think I'm going to start using your body now, then it is for you to offer it all to me. Don't get me wrong. You better not stop. I love what you offer to me. But you are going to get beat. You're going to get torn up. You're going to get degraded just a little bit. And you're going to come right back for some more, aren't you? My hands moving in circles closer and closer to your center. My fingers dipping into your thighs and flesh closer and closer to that pussy. If your whole body is to be desired, if you want every part of you to be wanted by a man, then what? is wrong with him actually taking it? What is wrong with him actually getting into it, huh? I ask you. Your answer better goddamn be nothing. Now, what was I waiting for this entire time while you were waiting out there? While you were bent over, struggling? I was waiting for your muscles to shake. And I was waiting for you to get too tired to do anything but take my dick inside you. And I was waiting for it so I could bend down, open your thighs, and do this. Mm. Grabbing your hips and pulling you back to me. You don't move that pussy away. You make this midsection burn for daddy. You tell me? You tell me? You tell me that you will right now, won't you? Won't you? Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, daddy. irritated with me now for not paying attention to that clit when I was fingering you, because look at how much you're jiggling and shaking now. Is this pussy daddy's? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
fucking clip with my tongue you better fucking come all over me Fucking good. Both your pussy and that sweet cum. Is your stomach hurting? Do you want up and out? Do you? Well, that's a real shame because part of owning this pussy means that I have to inspect and use it. You understand what that means, right? Well, I, I did just give it a taste test, and I did just give it an integrity test, but there also has to be some kind of performance evaluation. And, frankly, I, I don't see how we can let you out of it right now. So, I need you to bend over and stay just like you have been, just for a little bit longer, because that pussy really does taste very good. And... You are the one that gave me the article about how licking a pussy is nature's Viagra. So, was I not supposed to learn something from that? Ah, oh. yeah, I deceived you through the clever art of listening to you and then responding. It is actually one of my greatest talents I have learned. <sighs> this dick is so nice in the heart in my hand. I love it when I can slap your ass around and all of the heat that's generated in that hand, it still doesn't compare to how hot this dick is. Uh-uh, can you feel it? Me waving it under that sweet little spot of yours? Oh, your stomach may hurt, but your pussy knows what's good. Yes, it does. God, I love how fucking wet I make you. <laughs> Mmm, you want to know why I'm never worried about any of your fucking exes? You want to know why I don't care about what other co-workers you're talking about if they have a dick? Because I see how fucking wet I make you, so why the fuck would I care? Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-huh, mmm, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I have waited all goddamn day for this. <laughs> I love the way you grip me with your fucking pussy. I love it, I do. When you slide up and down. Come on, I showed you what you were supposed to be doing with those hips earlier. What do you think it was about? Show me. Come on! Come on! You said you've been trying to get some more stomach uh, goddamn exercises in. You wanted to blast that core? Come on. Come on. Move your hips up and down. Move your hips up and down. Come on. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Oh, I know it's going to hurt tomorrow. Hell, it's about to hurt in a couple of minutes. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I want to hold on to your ass cheeks so bad. Well, I start fucking you, but that's just not going to do because I need you in position. Mm -mm. So I'm definitely going to just have to grab you by your hips. You poor thing. I'm going to have to pull you by your hair some other time when you have more balance and you're not so shaky. Mm -mm. 
No, right now, what this is about is getting my hands between your hips and your sternum from behind, from above, really wrenching them in there, and getting this dick just ready to... Yeah. Oh. When you wait all fucking day for it, and the pussy's this wet, everything is real, real fucking good. You hear me? Every single thing of the day makes a lot more sense when the pussy is this wet and this good. Oh. quick. Oh, I tried to take it slow. Ah, ah, get it all out. Take it all. Take it all. Take it all. you passed. I'll have to uh, take the official scores up and everything, obviously. Uh, uh, one small problem about the pussy. Tightness, great. Wetness, great. Taste, great. Uh, really all around very, very good. Uh, but as the owner of this pussy, I have to say I'm not responsible for its cleaning and maintenance. Uh, 
and it does look like it's leaking some white fluid right onto the kitchen floor. So, looks like you better clean that up. Chop, chop. I would worry about retribution right now, but uh, let's face it, you're not going to be able to stand up straight for at least two days. And thank you so much again for being a fan. I hope you enjoyed that main piece and everything else that came along with it. One more time, zis boom ba, ra ra ra. I believe in you. I believe in you individually, and I believe in women collectively. And I know that that's kind of empty, but I'm hearing a lot of pain. I'm hearing a lot of anger, and I really am just trying to say I see it. I validate it. I'm on the exact same side. We absolutely need to, we need to enshrine not just reproductive rights, but abortion, women's access to contraception, all of it. We, we, we must make it, and this situation only proves why. I hear you, I see you, you are not alone, and the chorus will grow. I don't know when we're going to sing our song, but just before the episode ended, I just want to say thank you for spending some time with me. I know it's very serious. I won't be doing this about every major issue. This is a this is a serious thing. I get that. I'm just trying to acknowledge it in the moment, as close as I can to. I hear you. I see you. You're not alone. Keep going. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and I hope you enjoy next week as well. Uh, July 4th uh, weekend, but we'll still be doing the podcast as normal and everything else. Uh, thank you very much again for being a fan. There's the Discord. You can find that on the Twitter. That's at Real Grey Knight, uh, R-E-A-L-G-R-E-Y-K-N-I-G-H-T, and all the rest. Go ahead, say hello. Uh, Twitter, Tumblr, all of it. I'd, I'd be happy to hear from you, and I hope you're doing okay. Sincerely, one one person who had a real rough 2021 mentally because he didn't like the direction of the future, uh, to someone who might be having a rough one now. Be, be a good person to yourself. Be gentle. Soft and easy. See you next week.